Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. Do you have a different perspective of how many toys is appropriate than your spouse? This is a great way to handle that so that your kids get to have their voice heard, your husband gets to have his voice heard, and you get to have your voice heard. All right, listen in. This one's going to be good. With all the toys and things that kids want all around taking over the house, it just makes it more stressful. So what I've done for my kids, my clients, and all the different ages and stages is to give them a set place for their things to belong. This same thought process works when you have a spouse or yourself that has a collection of things. I know a lot of people have craft rooms that end up taking over more than just the craft room. I hear complaints of my husband collects all these things and he has piles of these collections all over the house and in these spaces. Well, this can help to solve all of those stressors because what we really need is boundaries. We need to be able to have a place for these things that we love and we want, but when they start taking over spaces that are intended for other purposes, then it becomes a burden and a stress point for people that live in that home. Maybe even for the person who's collecting them because they feel guilty or they feel... Anyways, piles of things gives you a negative feeling and it doesn't matter who you are, an adult, a child, a person who likes lots of things or a person who likes very minimal things. Piles of things, either on surfaces or on the floor, they make you feel negative feelings and it doesn't matter how awesome the stuff is. <laughs> so this is really helpful. Set boundaries. For my kids, I gave them a bookshelf when they were smaller and we still use it to this day. And that has been so helpful for them to be able to make those decisions on their own. When we lived in a home that was not even 900 square feet with two kids and a baby on the way, my kids had a bookshelf and that's all they got. Any toys that didn't fit on the bookshelf, they couldn't keep them. It doesn't matter how big your home is. You need to have boundaries so that you don't become overwhelmed. Because if my kids get more than what fits in their selected space, they do not want to clean it up. It's too much for them. During that change of season clothes time, when my kids have some long sleeve stuff and some short sleeve stuff, and I haven't pulled out enough of their other clothes, when they wash their laundry and go to put their clothes away, they feel very overwhelmed with how much clothes there are in their space. And it feels stressful for them. And I have a lot more tantrums and fussing and whining about, I don't want to put it away. This is too hard that I have to listen to and work through with my kids. I really try so hard to give them boundaries. That's why I've simplified the clothes. That's why I've simplified the toys. They can choose what specific types of toys they have, but we've limited how much space it can take up. Same for an adult craft room, same for collections or hobbies and whatever else. If you have an adult in your home that likes to collect things like books or action figures or whatever, give them a set space to keep them in. If they take over more than that space, then they need to do some thought work and potentially sell some of those items. Or if you're not willing to do that, then rethink where they can be stored so that they can continue to be stored in an appropriate way that doesn't affect the rest of the family or the rest of the household and doesn't interrupt other 
household functions and be really strict with ourselves on it because we need boundaries too. Even adults need boundaries. I know so many moms, so many wonderful women whose craft rooms start landing in bags that they come in with and then they hide them and they're in every closet and in every room of the house. They have an entire room designated to this stuff, but there's too much stuff in there. The same if you have a husband who has tools and um, construction items or, you know, handyman stuff that he leaves laying around the house. Find a place that he can collect all of those things. If they don't all fit in the garage and they're moving into the house, maybe he needs to rethink the garage. Maybe there's stuff in the garage that he's no longer using, which is why those new items that he wants to use don't have room in the garage. So let's make some thoughts about these things. Set boundaries for where these things need to be. Same with my kids. We don't put small items on the shelf because they get lost, they get knocked down easily. So if my kids had on their toy shelf, they had to fit all of their toys, stuffed animals included, on the bookshelf, on their one bookshelf. That's all they got. And it's a tall one. It's not like a little short one. There was plenty of room for them to fit lots of items on the shelf. And like I said, when I started this, we had a very small, less than a thousand square foot home. And I think it was probably around 750 square feet. And oh, it was very tight trying to figure out how to make everything work and keep it simple. So my kids had some small baskets or bins. Uh, Some of them had lids to put their specific tiny things in. And then they had more space on the shelf for some larger items and robots and whatever other specifics that they had. But they all had to fit on the shelf. They could not be on the floor. They could not be under the bed. They could not be beside the shelf. They needed to be on the shelf, nice and neat. And I gave them, you know, I was very clear. I gave them everything they needed. We asked questions. Okay. Is this a large toy or a small toy? Will this get knocked off? Will it get lost behind a book on the shelf or should it be in a basket? You know, making those choices and letting them be part of how they wanted to clean it up as well. Think about how your kid uses the space, how your kid uses the items, and make it as easy for them to use as possible. Now, as my kids grew, our storage systems changed. I kept the boundaries the same, but the baskets, the amount of baskets, the sizes of their toys, they changed throughout the years and multiple times a year sometimes. So I didn't ever invest in really expensive baskets because... I knew we would probably be changing and we were living in a temporary space. I was not interested in things that were going to be long-term. I was mostly interested in things that would work for now and be something I could share later. Now, there are certain things that I know that I'm able to use long-term and I will invest a little bit more in those items, but I don't like to go out and purchase all these different things for a temporary use. But for me, with my kids, I knew we were living in a temporary space. We've rented a home for the last mm, 12 years. We've been renting, so I haven't had a permanent home. And I've always had the idea in the back of my head, well, we might move next year. Well, we might move next year. (laughs) Every single home that we've lived in for the last 12 years, that's the thought in my head. I want to make sure that whatever I invest money in, that is going to be something that's going to last me for a while or something that is very inexpensive that I can part with easily without it being a burden financially. So those are some of the things that I think about. And for my kids, sometimes we had 
bigger baskets. Sometimes we had smaller baskets. Sometimes we had a large basket. So uh, when I had babies, I had a toy basket downstairs, just one basket, and I had a small two-shelf bookcase that I used downstairs in the kitchen, between the kitchen and the living room that had like, I don't know, maybe five baby toys on it, a couple of, like a couple of books and two or three toys on it. And maybe it was like a stacking toy or soft bowling set, something that the toddlers as well as the baby could entertain themselves with and keep it simple. I don't want things to feel overwhelming. I want it to be something I can clean up in minutes. Like one minute would be fantastic. And that's what I tried to do for that shelf. Because when you have a baby, they're nonstop knocking into stuff. Anything you put on the shelf, they knock it off, they spill it, they dump it out. I wanted it to be easy to clean up. I had five kids and three little ones and often had other people's kids at my house. I needed it to be as easy as possible for me to keep it clean so that I wasn't embarrassed when people came by. So that I felt like if I didn't get something done today, at least my house didn't look horrible. You know, if I didn't get it fully cleaned up before my husband got home, I could clean it up within 10 minutes of him getting home. It wasn't a big deal. And I wanted it to stay that way. So I got rid of my throw pillows on the couch. We kept two, one for each end, and that was it. I didn't keep blankets downstairs. If the kids wanted a blanket, they could bring their one blanket down and they had to bring it right back up when they were finished using it. I didn't want that to be on the floor all the time. It just made it feel stressful. The toddlers had their little craft section set up on the little top bar beside between the living room and the kitchen or dining area. And that's where they colored and did their little um, crafting stuff, Play-Doh, whatever it was that they were doing. And then the baby could still play in her little rocking chair. She could, you know, we had, I think, a little tykes slide that I put in the living room for a while. There was a coffee table. I traded my coffee table and I put a big ottoman in the floor so that my baby didn't smash her face on it when she was trying to climb. And I put a tray on there and then they could put that they could do their little building stuff. They could do different fun activities with it. And I just kept it really simple and easy to clean. It was very, very minimal in my house when I had three toddlers because mess is stress. And if your house is messy, you're feeling stressed. When your husband comes home from work, he's feeling stressed because of the mess. And even if you're relaxed, hanging out with the kids, he comes in and he's like, ugh, gross. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's fine with the mess. But you you definitely are feeling negatively when you come into a mess. You feel like you can't relax. You need to get to work. And when you've worked hard all day, you need to be in a place where you can feel like you can put your feet up and really relax and just enjoy yourself. <laughs> and I never want... I mean, my husband has never complained about the house unless it has gotten really bad and been that way for a really long time. He has always been very supportive and encouraging and loving and helpful. He's never coming in like, ew, what happened in here? This is disgusting. But sometimes he does say, hey, what's going on? And then he's like, well, I'm going to go do this instead of be here right now because I was in the middle of stuff with kids and that was fine. And I knew that because my house was the way it was, then my husband wasn't going to be able to relax when he got home. And that's something that I wanted to be able to provide for him as well as my kids. I wanted to provide a house that they could come in and relax, be themselves, let the weight of school and stresses from their day 
go away when they came home. And that's what I tried so hard to provide for them. And anyone who visited, I wanted them to feel like they could come in and just be themselves. Just let the weight off at the door. Leave it outside and come in and be free to be you. Whatever it is that's on your, on your shoulders, don't bring it in the house. Leave that outside and come in and be free. That's the space I wanted to create. So I worked really hard to do that and I accomplished it. And that was by giving boundaries. Okay, we're only going to have this amount of toys, one tiny basket right here. Anything that's overflowing from it is not going to stay down here. That's it. Pick it up, put it in the basket, you're done in seconds. Same with the shelf. Pick it up, put it on the shelf, you're done in seconds. In the kids' room, I rotated the toys out so we didn't have to get rid of the toys, but they didn't have too many to keep up with at the same time. If you don't have a space that you can get rid of toys out of their main space, if you don't have a storage space, maybe find a friend that has kids that are similar ages and just do trades. Like do a swap. Like, hey, who's ready to swap with us this week? We're done with these. Like we need something different. Um, I'll trade these if you guys want to, you know, if somebody can give us something else. We're looking or maybe we're looking for this kind of toy. If anybody wants to trade this for it or um, just do a friend swap. Have your friends come over and bring the toys that they're done looking at at their house. And you can have a bag or box of stuff that you're done looking at at your house. And you guys can do a quick little swap and have fun and enjoy it and not have to spend all the money on the different things and really keep it simple and set those boundaries and be firm with those boundaries, but also be understanding. My daughter's dollhouse didn't put on the bookshelf. It could go beside it on the other wall and she still had space, but anything that went with the dollhouse had to either be stored inside the dollhouse, not busting out the windows or in a container on the shelf, not on the floor, not in the closet, nowhere else. And I just made those boundaries. And I do the same for my husband. He comes in from work and he brings his bag and his papers and his computer and his glasses and his hat and he takes off his jacket and all these things and he puts it on my dining room table. Well, guess what? I just pick it right on up and I carry it 10 steps the other direction and put it in his office. <laughs> he has that whole entire space for himself. I don't put my stuff in his office. He has that for himself. I let him decorate it, set it up however he wanted. I ask him if he wants my help with it. He doesn't. That's fine. It doesn't look like I did it, but it's fine. It doesn't look professionally done, but it works really well for him. And that is fine. He needs a space that's his space. I pretty much do the rest of the house, mostly. But then I'm also living in a temporary space <laughs> that we didn't plan on. I thought we were moving in 2020 and of course COVID delayed all of that. And now the housing prices are way high in our area <laughs> and we are struggling to find something that will work really well for us, but I'm still planning to move. So I'm keeping those thoughts in my head and making decisions based on that because I don't want to make any big changes or permanent decisions in a temporary space. But I do want to give everybody their own space to be free to be them, to be able to make their own decisions about how they use the space and how much stuff that they can keep. Because if it doesn't fit on the shelf or it doesn't fit in the room, then you need to rethink what you have. 
and you need to make decisions and maybe some of those things need to go, find someone that you love or care about, find a group, a charity, something that you can do to get rid of those items and share with people that can really use them. I do this all the time with clients, finding somewhere that I I encourage them to find somewhere that they can really be a blessing and really make an impact. I encourage you right now, if you are struggling to find a way to simplify and really create those boundaries, let's schedule a, a consultation. Let's schedule an audit. Share it in the Facebook group, How to Declutter, Organize, Style, and Design for Overwhelmed Moms. That's the Facebook group. Again, it's How to Declutter, Organize, Style, and Design for Overwhelmed Moms. Let me help you with that on there. If it needs a little bit more than just the quick information that I can give in writing, or maybe I'll make a podcast episode about it and really answer your questions in depth. Let me know in there. And if you wanted to schedule something where I can see it and really be involved and we can work together, let's schedule that. I offer a 30-minute session. It's really affordable. And you can get that booked on my website, jmorganizingspaces.com jmorganizingspaces.com. And I cannot wait to help you. I can't wait to meet you in the Facebook group. That is literally the only way that I know that you are listening to my podcast is either with you joining me in the Facebook group so we can get to know each other. Or if you leave a review on Apple podcast, I see those reviews and they literally melt my heart and bring tears to my eyes every time. I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you. And I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you in some area of your home and in your life. God bless you guys. And I will be back soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?